Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Upchuck Theater on this Sunday right before Thanksgiving. This is Aaron Krager. Uh, I'm just doing a quick impromptu podcast on my own. I uh, just wanted to give you guys some more audible chocolate for your shower, for your drive time commute, uh, for whatever unmentionables you may do when you listen to our nonsense talking about movie nonsense. Real quick, thank you so much to everyone that's downloaded, uh, everyone that's subscribed, everyone that's liked the page. You know, we're making some nice headway. Uh, the more that we can get, the better. Please tell your friends to listen to it. Listen to it with your friends, all that kind of thing. The biggest thing that I have to ask you guys is please uh, give us a subscription, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, and review us, uh, please. If you can, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, where we're hosted, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or an aggregator like a Pocket Cast, which is what I use to uh, grab podcasts that I listen to uh, on my, for my drive time commute, whatever it may be. The big reason for this, guys, is the bigger subscription base we can show, uh, and obviously to go along with positive reviews, even more than the Facebook or the Twitter or whatever, is that first of all, you guys will get everything that we have to offer offer as soon as it's out there so that's cool and that's helpful but the other thing is that you know hopefully we'll get some sponsorship at some point you know we'll be able to get a little income coming in for this and every dime that we do get is not going into anybody's pocket it's going to go right to fund the podcast mostly better equipment but stuff like t-shirts stickers you know goofy stuff that we can share with our most dedicated listeners uh and kind of build a little studio if you will for upchuck theater um, so that's it. You know, please uh, just do that. That's the best thing that anybody can do for us at this point. We do also have a donate button. Uh, I'm not sure if it's anywhere other than through Podbean, but if you do have a couple bucks, if you've enjoyed anything that we've spouted off, you can give us a couple dollars towards it. Again, everything funds the podcast. Nothing's going into anybody's pockets. So thanks for all that, and thanks for listening. Uh, so I watched Judge Dredd last night, not Dredd from four or five years ago, or six years ago, but Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone uh, from 1995, and then this morning I watched Burn After Reading, one of the Coen Brothers movies. Now, Judge Dredd, I'm a big fan of Judge Dredd, of the comics, huge fan of Dredd with Carl Urban. Uh, If anybody hasn't seen Dredd, but liked anything about Judge Dredd, the comic, the AD2000 stuff, Absolutely, you need to watch Judge, or uh, Dread, Just Dread, with Carl Urban. It's incredible, it's amazing, over-the-top violence, gory as hell. Uh, he never takes his mask off, he just kind of mutters everything, he's just this grim, miserable son of a gun. Uh, and it's a really, really great piece that really kind of reflects the spirit of what Judge Dredd in AD 2000 is. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to actually do a couple more down the road. They want to bring in Judge Death and a couple other really cool characters. So that's something to keep an eye out for. And again, if you haven't seen it and you like anything about Judge Dredd as a figure, as a comic, you know, icon, whatever it is, definitely watch Dredd. What I'm talking about is Judge Dredd from 95 with Stallone. So this is another movie where it's got a ton of people in it that you look at and you go, okay, wow, I didn't know that. So it's Stallone, it's Diane Lane, it's Rob Schneider, uh, Jürgen Prochnow, Armando Santi, ton of different people that in some uh, way, shape, or form have had extremely successful careers. The, uh, the other thing about this movie that really becomes the problem is that it's the quintessential 90s, you know, or you know, 80s to 90s overwrought kind of goofiness and where 80s movies 
you know, 80s action movies kind of get away with it a little more because they're so violent and they're so over the top. Or, you know, something like Predator that really has some, you know, some rawness to it. The 90s ones are a little bit goofy. You know, there's something more sanitary about them. They're not, they're not as intense. They're as big and overwrought and they're loud, but they're all kind of dumb. You know, they're all just kind of goofy. And that's unfortunately where Judge Dredd kind of comes in. Um, you know, Stallone's movies are 50-50 for me. Uh, some people can't stand him. Some people love everything he does. I'm a big fan of Stallone as an actor. I'm also a big fan of Stallone as a writer. I think, you know, not even just the Rocky stuff or the Rambo stuff, but he's done some really, really good work over his career. Some of it's just enjoyable and, and loud and goofy. Some of it's kind of in the middle, like a cliffhanger, which is uh, really cool. I, I've always loved cliffhanger. Uh, he did Copland, of course, with James Mangold, and that has De Niro and Harvey Keitel and all kinds of people in it. Uh, which I think is the best movie he's ever done uh, overall, besides maybe the first Rocky. Um, you know, but his movies for me are 50-50. I'm a huge Stallone fan, and it's every other one. You know, some of them are all right, some of them are good, some of them are terrible. And that's, I think, how most people would react to it. This one, I was expecting to just hate this movie. I was expecting to just go in, I was just kind of laying down, I was kind of dozing off, and I'm saying to myself... This one's going to be terrible. You know, everybody hates it. You know, it's just goofy. It's just overwrought 90s nonsense. I got to tell you, I didn't hate it. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love it. It's not great. If you had to tell me, well, Dread or Judge Dread, it's Dread all the way. But the thing about this movie, I found it entertaining enough to at least get through it. I don't think I ever need to watch it again. But it actually wasn't that bad. What interested me about this movie was that I felt like there was actually a good amount of stuff in it that really was on point in relation to Judge Dredd, in relation to the universe of Judge Dredd. Um, there were a lot of things in relation to the weaponry and, and the vehicles and kind of the tone of some of that stuff that I think really, really works with what Judge Dredd is all about. The problem is, of course, again, it gets into that goofy 90s nonsense. And so many times, people mess with source material. You know, and not so much about maybe creating a unique story, because Judge Dredd could definitely have unique stories that, you know, weren't from the comics or whatever it may be. But, you know, they just they messed with too much stuff. They made it too human. And I think maybe the problem with that, with the idea is that, you know, it's got to be accessible to more people. Because there is a little bit of inaccessibility, I suppose, to Judge Dredd as a character in the comics. You know, it's very sterile. But it's a social commentary. There's a lot of things about what's going on and what's happening in government and versus the people and people versus people. And what is the deal with humanity after this crazy third, you know, third world war, nuclear war, whatever it may be, in these mega cities now that everybody is, is forced to live in. And they humanized him, you know. Uh, he never takes his helmet off in the comics. I don't think ever once does Dredd show his face. You know, he's got that half mask, and that's it. And they did that in Dredd. They were very truthful to that idea. Here... You know, it's Sylvester Stallone. He probably didn't want to not have the mask. You know, he probably wanted to take it off at some point because it's Sylvester Stallone. But it wasn't true to the source material in ways like that. At the same time, it's one of those films that's really dated 
in relation to things like special effects and stuff like that. 1995, 96, you'd look at it and you say, wow, okay, that's kind of neat. Nowadays, not so much. It definitely, you know, the special effects don't hold up. And I suppose that's probably something that a lot of, you know, films would say, or you would say about those films from that kind of time period and era. But, you know, it was just very, very noticeable. Now with HD and, you know, 4K and all that kind of stuff. But more than anything, uh, it just didn't hold up to the source material. I really, again, I wasn't 100% disappointed with it. I didn't hate it. But do I ever have to watch it again? Is it something that as a Judge Dredd fan, I would say, this is worth it? Not really. Um, There's just a lot of cartoony, goofy nonsense. It's the kind of thing where, like, you know, if you're watching the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, you go, yeah, that's okay, because it's the Ninja Turtles. This one, it didn't quite fly. Um, The other problem, of course, is Rob Schneider. Um, You know, he was in this one. He was in Demolition Man with uh, Stallone, which is also kind of a really goofy, schlocky movie, but Demolition Man's amazing. Um, Rob Schneider's just really, really bad and just annoying, and he's tan. He's, like, really tan in this movie, and it kept bothering me over and over and over again. Um, But his character is a perfect example of where this movie, I think, ultimately fails. Um, You know, he kind of meddles in things, and he always has something to say, and it's something stupid. You know, and if he wasn't there, you could have made scenes a lot more interesting, a lot more serious, um, as opposed to needing this, like, comedy relief. It's Judge Dredd. There's no comedy. It's not meant to be that way. It's supposed to be sarcastic or sardonic or ironic, and that's where the humor comes from. Not, you know, Rob <laughs> Schneider. No. Ugh. So, overall, on the uh, vomitous scale, I guess, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, again, I didn't hate it. I'm a fan of Stallone. I'm a fan of the source material. There were actually a couple really interesting things in this movie that really could have made it really, really good, and in the end, it wasn't. Um, It's a star-studded cast. Look for everybody, again, from a younger Diane Lane, James Ramar, uh, Bill DeMunn, from Babylon 5 fame, that's where I know him from, and, of course, Stallone, if you're a fan of all that. The other movie I watched this morning, Burn After Reading, Uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie from about five years ago. Uh, Basically, (laughs) a pair of gym goofballs, people that work at a gym, one a trainer, one kind of like a manager, uh, they stumble across this secret material from a CIA agent played by John Malkovich, who's just quit the job. He's getting screwed over, he's like, he's like screw it, I'm going to quit, so he does. Uh, Francis McDormand and Brad Pitt are the two uh, gym operators, and they find this material in the bathroom of the gym where he goes... And they try to blackmail him, and they try to sell the secrets to the Russian, uh, to the Russian embassy. Uh, so John Malkovich is in it, um, and uh, George Clooney is in it. You know, a frequent collaborator with the Coens, and of course Francis McDormand is married to one of the Coen brothers. Um, and so it's it's a comedy. You know, it starts out semi-serious, um, but the you know it's very sharp writing, and uh, the humor kind of kicks in from about minute two. Uh, it's as involved in a movie as I've seen John Malkovich in in a long time. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of stuff with him for quite a while. I know he's a theater guy at heart, and I know he always goes back to that. Um, but this was a really good performance from him. You know, I feel like Malkovich is talented, 
and I feel like people are 50-50 on him, the same way they might be about Stallone, albeit obviously a different kind of actor. Uh, but this is really good. I mean, he's he's really good in it as this kind of disgraced guy in this kind of ho-hum marriage, and he just gets angry over and over and over again and flips out, and uh, it's really, really good. And uh, his wife, uh, played by Tilda Swinton, is having an affair with George Clooney, who's a treasury guy. So it's all these kind of secret agents and, and, and you know agents of the government, and they're all kind of cross-pollinating, literally, in some ways. Uh, Frances McDormand is just hopeless. She's trying to find love. So she's going crazy through the internet dating. Uh, she meets all these guys in the park, and then, you know, just goofiness ensues. She, you know, she really just wants to get married, and, you know, she wants a life with someone. And, you know, but she, you know, she's obsessed with having surgery. She's got to have these surgeries. My surgeries, my surgeries, my surgeries. So it's all, you know, very superficial, trying to find something not so superficial. Uh, and Brad Pitt is just a goofball. Uh, they really made him look young. His hair is real short. It's dyed. He's completely clean-shaven. Looks like he probably dropped even another 10 or 15 pounds from where he usually is. He's a personal trainer. He's one of those, like, slim biker, you know, bike guys uh, in this. And he's just he's just goofy. It's, it's way over the top. And I think in some ways he overplays it a little bit. But it's still funny. Um, he's definitely, you could tell he's having a good time with it. He's not taking himself too seriously, uh, you know. And he just, <laughs> the best scene is him trying to bribe Malkovich after they make contact and in the car and what happens. And, uh, you know, there's just little things in this movie, like uh, when we first meet George Clooney's character, there's a party at Malkovich and Swinton's house. And he's eating, like, a crab cake or, you know, something on a cracker. And he goes, you know, I have a lactose, you know, I go into anaphylactic shock. Is this goat cheese? Is this goat cheese? And he just keeps going. But then he starts talking to everybody, and he's biting into this thing, and crumbs are spilling everywhere. And even in a couple different angles, there are crumbs that are falling from his mouth, and you can definitely tell they made sure that that happened. Uh, and I'm laughing about it, thinking about it, because it's really, really funny. Um, you know, Clooney is really good in this, too. Uh, you know... His stuff, you know, as he's gotten a little older, I think is hit or miss as well. Uh, but he really delivers in this one, too. Frances McDormand is excellent, as she always is. Um, Brad Pitt, again, actually a pretty enjoyable performance. Way over the top. I don't think he had to do quite as much as he did, but it's okay. I mean, it still works. You know, he borders on the goofy and slapstick where everything else is kind of bordered on these awful people kind of being terrible to each other and all these secrets and everything like that. Um, so he really sticks out in a way, and uh, if he had toned it back a little bit, I think it would have been even better. But we'll we'll, we'll give him a pass. Uh, it's definitely one of the better scripts that I've seen in relation to Coen Brothers films. Uh, they're 50-50 with me. There are some great Coen Brothers films, and there are some awful ones. Uh, and I would venture to say that, you know, everybody kind of has two or three that, you know, basically everybody says are pretty good, uh, and then there are some, and then I would think that the rest are kind of divisive. For me, Blood Simple's great. Uh, Miller's Crossing is probably their best overall film, at least to me. Uh, Fargo is great, and I know that there are some people that don't think Fargo is that good. They think it's overrated. I enjoy it. Uh, maybe it's the age that I saw it at that it's always stuck with me, but I think it's really good performances as well. Um, you know, Big Lebowski is a really good and entertaining film, uh, but I don't think it's great. You know, and that's probably one where I would, you know, come to odds at least a little bit with some people. 
I like the movie. Jeff Bridges is great. Phil Hoffman's great. Everybody's great in it. Um, the movie doesn't quite, just doesn't quite hold it for me. Um, and I guess that's kind of a contradiction, saying everybody in it's great. I think the performances are good. For some reason, the movie just didn't hold up for me over the past 15 or 20 years. Um, again, enjoyable, entertaining, but, eh, you know, in the end. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, terrible. Couldn't even finish the thing. It was so awful. Uh, I got about halfway through it, maybe, years and years and years ago and quit. Um, and that's one that I know that I might get some flack for from some people. But again, that's what opinions are for. Uh, and as long as everybody respects everybody's opinion, then it's a good time. Uh, Man Who Wasn't There with Billy Bob Thornton. That's a great one to me. Love it. Thought it was really, really solid. And I know that that's one that you know people said, eh, you know. And, uh, you know, so that's one where I would probably be in the minority. Then we get to Burn After Reading. And this one, you know, if I recall, the reviews on it were mixed. You know, most people said, you know, there's some good stuff from it. It's not the best. Uh, I think some people were a little critical of Brad Pitt. Um, but overall, this one is definitely uh, worth the time. If you enjoy the Coens Brothers, you know, if you like that little bit more, uh, sharp humor, as opposed to like Will Ferrell kind of nonsense. Um, I think it's definitely one of the better scripts that the Coens have written, um, and certainly have have performed through and followed through with. Um, I really, really, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I would definitely give this, uh, you know, I'd give this a one, one and a half on the, on the vomitous scale. Uh, not a full one, because there are, you know, Brad Pitt, I guess, uh, makes it not a full. Uh, absolute surprise. I'd give it basically, if we're not talking about the vomitous scale, I think we're more, it's like a 7 out of 10. It's a solid 7 out of 10. Really enjoyable, good time, not going to go wrong with it. Some people won't care for it, you know, uh, but I think overall, uh, if you're a Coen Brothers fan, and again, you like a little bit sharper, uh, wittier humor, I think it's a good time. So uh, that's it for now. Uh, we will definitely have another episode coming up. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be releasing our official fifth episode, and we're going to have in studio, uh, recording the latest overall episode, we're going to have my good friend Eric, who has been mentioned in Ghost Ship, episode one. Uh, he's going to come in, and he's uh, going to pick a movie to uh, paint us with. And uh, so that's exciting. And again, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, everything that I said at the beginning, I won't reiterate again. Uh, but if you'd like to be a guest, especially if you're local, or maybe we can Skype you in or something like that, please drop us a line, upchucktheater at gmail.com, get a hold of myself, uh, get a hold of Dustin, get a hold of Rob, ask us uh, what's going on. And that's it. So thanks for listening. Enjoy this holiday season as much as you can. Uh, eat some turkey and listen to some Upchuck Theater. Thanks, guys. <laughs>